got it. We're here. I've got to stop doing um, imitations of your accent. Got it. It could be <laughs> rude of me. <laughs> it could be, but because it's me. Maybe a little bit rude. I'm just <laughs> doing it again. <laughs> I, have, I have a friend at work who's Irish. I mean, my family are Irish but we you know I was born here and my mom was born here my dad was born here but every the, the you know the whole ancestry is Irish yes every time I see her I say hello in a cheeky little like leprechauny <laughs> I can't help it every time I see her and I'm like I need to stop and I've apologized to her and she's like it's fine and then the next day I see her and I go hello hello oh hello. no well if you can pick up the Wisconsin accent I would be what's the word impressed be, well impressed for sure and a little honored 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 backs you say backs box car backs. roof 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 the that's, thing on the top of the house that's normal roof well some people say rough who says rough mm, like that's southern Rough. Mm -hmm. That sounds like it's rough. rough. It's a little rough. Mm -hmm. I'm yes. feeling a little rough today. <laughs> I'm just looking at what you said. Okay, I can what tell you what I said. Possible topics. You can tell me. Go on then. Yeah, so this is dealer's on, choice. Then. I dare you. <laughs> dealer's choice. I dare you. Go. That felt very face up. Come on. I can tell you. Bring it. Are you ready? I'm ready. Blame versus ownership. Correct. Breathe that in. Aging and getting older. Correct. Choosing expansion. Mm-hmm. And why we don't get supported and go it alone. Mm -hmm. Those are the four choices. And anything else that might be on your heart for today. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to go? I'm less excited about choosing expansion. Mm-hmm. I wondered, I mean, what would you like to do? Because you came up with all of those. Um, I wondered after yesterday, there's loads of rain now outside, um, oh. about the why we don't get supported. And That's go the alone. one I want to go with. Okay, let's go with that then. We chose the same one. There's on, only then. a 25% chance that that was going to happen. Okay. <laughs> My brain was going... Trying to work out the, how did you work that out? And they're like, no, I got it. Okay. Got I didn't it. even use my fingers. I was like, no, mm, well done. I'm with you. Forward. I get it. Yes. Okay. So, so where I want to go with this is, this is something I fucking do. Hmm. And I, I'm still surprised when it is reflected to me that I have, oh, no, 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 sorry. He's trying to open my door. He being my lovely Oliver, who is my mutt dog, who really wants to be in here, but there's another door and he can go that way. He doesn't want to. <laughs> so I have been in um, some, I don't know, there's been some turmoil in the family mm. and it has been going on probably about a month. And I finally met with my coach this week. She was off for a month. And 
in the midst of of all of this turmoil, I was sharing with her kind of where I was at and not necessarily in breakdown, but definitely getting confronted by things and um, and things that are going on with my clients. And I'm kind of like just catching her up. And she was, she just looked at me and she goes, what, how come you didn't reach out? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she goes, well, you're holding a lot. Hmm. What has you not getting supported? And I was like, oh my gosh, it never occurred to me. And then I was like, that's a lie. It did occur to me. And I got mad at you because being, meaning my coach, I got mad mm. at my coach because she takes June off. Mm. So there were times in June where I was like, well, if I could reach out to her, I would, but she's mm. on vacation. Mm. And I told her that, you know, and she was like, that's so funny because I, you can always reach me always. Yes, I take June off and I am available to you. Mm. And I was like, oh my gosh, I know that. But I was mm. I was mad. At, there were many times I was mad. So further justifying me doing it by myself. Yeah. So where have you kind of gotten to? Yeah. And also, I'm really curious, do you get to the same place again and again? Um, yes. And what I what I'm learning, which isn't going to be like it's going to be a big duh for everybody listening. Oh, sorry for Tracy, and you, and maybe Princess Kate, mm -hmm. is that it makes sense why I didn't reach out for support because I didn't want to look at the you know what was causing the turmoil. I didn't want to look at, at what scares me about my kids. I didn't want to mm. look at the stress and fear I have inside my marriage. I don't, I don't want to because <laughs> mm. it's scary. And I, it's so confronting. And then when I look at it, I cry and I don't like crying. And so I will make up all the excuses for why I don't get supported. That's really interesting because what I thought you were going to say mm -hmm. was that you don't want to reach out because you're going to look like an idiot. You're going to look weak, which would be my reason yeah. for trying to figure stuff out on my own. Your reason is that you don't want to, you don't want to look at the things. I would have told you that that's probably why I don't reach out because I don't want to look weak. And it mm. wasn't until I was actually being confronted with it this week with my coach. Cause she was like, why are you, you know, what's going on? And I, and I was like, well, I think maybe I don't want to, you know, I don't want to have to ask for help because that's tip, you know, like I have my, my logic tree. And then I was like, wait a minute, let me get out of my head. Let me get into my heart for a minute. Let me just, ah, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to fucking cry. I don't want to face that gigantic fear. And I can actually feel it coming up right now. Like it comes up in my body, even the thought of what is happening with our daughter and what is happening with my husband, both coinciding. If I step really far back, I can see that those two are actually related to each other, la, la, la. 
but I am scared. You don't mean biologically, you mean the issues they're having. Yet they trigger each other. Mm -hmm. There's there's no um, surprise that as she started to unravel, that he then did his, uh, what would you call it? Reactive unraveling. That's mm -hmm. the name of my next book. <laughs> Reactive unraveling. So, and that scares me. Mm. It's scary to, to think of, um, you know, to do the future tripping of like, if she can't get this together, if he can't manage and navigate his own life. Mm. Like, shit, what does that mean? What does it mean? Mm. And then I get into like the, the catastrophizing and we all end up in a van down by the river regardless. Mm, yeah, you've said that before. Yeah. I'm just going to unhook. Are you unhooking your bra? Oh, I am because I feel really. How does that feel better? Yeah. yeah. For all of our um, listeners, I invite you to also unhook your unhook. bra. Unhook. <laughs> unhook. Whatever mm. there is to be unhooked. So you're avoiding. It's an avoidance, not reaching yeah. out to talk about it. it yeah i don't want to look at it your coach or a friend you i reached out to you yesterday which mm. was i don't want to look at it and there's a part of me it's like ah do it anyways mm. like push-ups i don't want to do push-ups but i do them no mm. yeah so the second part of that question which may not have been very clear was kind of like Actually, the first part even is like, so where do you find yourself now? So there's an issue. Yeah. You do your avoidance thing, which mm -hmm. is to not get supported, not ask for any support, not ask for any help, not have any conversations so that you can avoid, you know, stick your head in the sand. You don't have to look at the thing that's upsetting and worrying you. Yeah. Um, you then did ask for some support mm -hmm. so I'm sort of I'm interested in so where do you find yourself now and then is this wherever you are now mm -hmm. is this also part of the loop or the pattern do is this a loop and a pattern that you go round and round and round in problem I mean you, these are my words head yeah. in sand avoidance don't mm -hmm. want to talk about it finally reach out have conversation I don't, I don't know what the other part and is. And then where does it land? Yeah. Um, uh, asking for help is not part of the pattern. That's a separate, that jumps me out. It's like the escape hatch. So that's a pattern interrupter. That's interrupting your normal pattern. Yeah. Yeah. I, it is, it is this time. I can say for this instance, it is. And what I notice is that when I, so then I would imagine the next, logical question is so like what does it do for you so you jump out of like the the avoidance loop mm. and you get into this other place where you do share and um i think what it does for me and what it did for me on uh tuesday and then with you again on, on and actually with bay again on thursday i reached out for help again from her and then i reached out to you is uh like it made that that scary fear a little bit smaller. It doesn't go away. I don't I don't know how to make it go away. I don't think it does go away. I think 
a lot of us humans spend a lot of time and energy trying to make it go away, which is one of the ways that I was doing it, which is to just not look at it. There's no monster in the room. I just, I can't see it, right? <laughs> Avert your eyes. Yes. Just don't make eye contact. We're all good. It won't bite you. Right. Yeah. Or to tell everybody, you know, there's a thousand ways that, that I won't look at the fear. Mm-hmm. I'll get busy. I will create chaos in other places. Other than that, you know, like we're fucking brilliant. Our brains are, well, we'll try this. And if that doesn't work, then we'll try this. And we'll try this and we'll try this. And we're really, really fascinatingly brilliant and creative when mm-hmm. we need to be. Um, and when I look at the fear, what happens is that frenzied, it's like, um, I don't really know how to explain it, but I feel like I'm buzzing. It's a tense, like, zzzz. and as soon as I talk about it and I cry or I release whatever the, you know, when I face the fear, I can get my feet back on the ground again. Mm. And my nervous system settles a bit. Uh, I do also notice that in that moment, in those moments, I feel tired. And so I wonder if like I'm holding, you know, the buzzing, whatever that is. And then as soon as I face it, I'm like, okay, I don't have to, I don't have to carry that anymore. And I'm fucking tired. It's tiring Mm. Mm. to avoid and to constantly be vigilant of not looking over here. Yeah. And you know, your coach used the words, you're holding a lot. Yes. You've just referenced that again, kind of like as if you're carrying yeah. something, that yes. sort of energy of muscles tense. You know, we tense yes. our muscles when we pick something up and we carry it. And you said that, you said something about the future. So you're, and I think you use the word catastrophizing. Mm-hmm. So you're catastrophizing, you're imagining mm-hmm. that you know, you're all going to end up in a van down by the river. You'll lose the house. Everybody will be whatever. There'll be chaos and craziness and, you know, and obviously none of that is real. No, it's it's a fantastical, it's a fantasy. Yes. Of a future that, that hasn't happened. Nope. No. So, so when you, when you've got your feet back on the ground, when you've shared and you've released that fantastic, that I'm saying fantastical, that fantastical story, that made up story about the future. And I understand why you've got that story because we, we've sort of been trained to be logical, haven't we? It's kind of like, well, if that happened last time and that happened this time, then I can predict that this will happen next time. I have And that's how we... Yes, I have evidence and that's how I plot and plan my way yeah. through. You yes. know, I have evidence that this is a quicker way to the supermarket because I've done it five times before and it was always quicker. So I will do it this time and it will yeah. probably be quicker. So we right. use those skills yes. all the time and they're really, really useful. Yes. Sounds not so useful. Yeah, it, I think where it gets it, where I get into uh what's the right word it's not trouble but where i like start bumping into um like getting stuck is when i am actively avoiding looking at my fear Mm. so like the fear starts to encroach right 
and I'm, I feel like I'm tap dancing around, like I can't see it. And then it moves over here. I'm like, nope, can't do it over there. And then it's like, okay, well then we'll be over here. And then I'm like, nope. And I just keep pivoting and moving. Mm. And that is exhausting. And it, and it, what happens is, um, instead of just facing the thing, all the energy goes into avoiding facing the thing. And it, again, it's fine. Like there are times when I will, I know I'm avoiding it mm. and I'll, I'll do it anyways, because I'm not ready. I'm not prepared. I'm not supported. I don't feel safe. Thousand reasons why. And it, it keeps me stuck. Even if all of those reasons are justified, I am, I am still energetically stuck holding, mm. avoiding, tap dancing around, trying to not look mm. at the thing. I want to ask you now from mm. very, very unhooked. <laughs> Maybe you hook one, one of the classes. A bit of a Houdini event happening under my t-shirt where everything's just like, we're getting out of the cage. Back in the cage. I'm, this one's really uncomfortable. Oh, okay, hooked back up. What I would love to know, and obviously you don't need to answer this, but I'm really curious. You say you're avoiding the thing, and I'm like, is what are you avoiding? Are you avoiding your catastrophized, fake, made-up, extrapolated out to the worst version of of anything that it could ever happen story or are you avoiding what's actually happening right now in the moment i would say neither what i'm actually avoiding is my my heartbreak so i guess it's the answer's b <laughs> um <laughs> It is the second thing. It was only an A and a C you've picked wrong. <laughs> Pick again. Oh, shoot. Um, Heartbreak. Because the reality, and I might get emotional because I'm starting to feel it come up right now. The reality is that there are people that I love and they're hurting. And I can't, I can't take that away for them. And I am, it just like, it crumples my heart, you know, into a tiny little ball and it hurts. And I don't want to feel that. And then when I let it up, this happens. And I don't want to feel this. Like in this moment, I don't want to be crying. I don't want to be feeling a heartbreak it hurts a lot it's an emotional pain physical too you know like my chest is tight and my throat is it gets tight and tears happen and my nose runs it's not a great experience however so so i'd say that's the answer is that there's there's a lot of heartbreak right now that i don't want to feel Mm. yeah so you're avoiding being with 
the fact that you can't take yeah. their hurt away. Yes. Yeah. And believe me, I, I'll try. <laughs> yeah, I know you I will. I will fix everybody's <laughs> problems for them. Just yeah, ask let me, me just try this. Yeah. Have you? Off. <laughs> yes, right? Yeah. My, yeah, have you thought about this? My yeah. smother hen. You know, mm. my, my survival mechanism, smother hen, shows up. And she's just like, get all those chicks in a nice tight bundle and fix it all. Mm. And, uh, which is wonderful for me. However, for my hens, they're like, get off of me. Mm. Why yeah. they get off of me, do you think? Why would anybody be like, get off of me? Um, Not just them. Yeah. Well, I their experience is that um, it's patronizing mm. to think that I can fix their problem or that my answer is better than theirs or that I could possibly know what they need. Mm especially when I'm not asked, which is very especially. rare. Yes. Most people are not asking for my opinion, although I wish they would. We could start another podcast where it's like me and Allison's opinions. Ask me anything. This is our opinion. Ask That's me. what we're doing here. <laughs> it's we're so true. Not allowing anyone to ask us anything because then we'll have to engage with people. So dull. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you yeah. said it's 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 patronizing, and you know the message is you know let me fix it. I have a better answer. So it's sort of disabling for them, isn't it? Yes. It's, yeah, it's a good word. So I'm kind of wondering what is the thought, mm. um, you know, wherever it is underneath the action, the thought that's driving the disabling action. What is the thought or the belief? that's driving that brilliant disabling that you're doing? That I can't, I can't handle this heartbreak. I can't, I don't wanna, I don't want to feel that. Hmm. <sighs> I see something else, can I say it? Yes, please. Where'd you okay. go? You went under the camera. Oh, did I? Yeah, do it again. See? I can, I can see roots. <laughs> oh, I can't. <laughs> You're like a monkey now. <laughs> I've turned off view of self. Oh, you can't see yourself. I see. I can't see myself because. Oh, you're beautiful. I'm sorry I said anything. Quite disabling <laughs> to constantly be looking at oneself. It's not normal. <laughs> Um, you know, over the time that we only saw ourselves when we bent our faces down into a river to get washed. I mean, <laughs> where did that come from? Is that like a poem? <laughs> no, that's from our ancient history, isn't it? We were only ever possibly seeing a reflection of ourselves when in we... the water. I see. In the yeah. water. Let me yeah, catch yeah. up. Is that, that was a poem? way too intellectual? You got to slow it yeah, down. Poem I've been drafting whilst listening to you. <laughs> um, so. Focus mind. What I wondered was the belief underneath that action was that you didn't trust them. This is probably coming from my own <laughs> projection. Brain about me. Yes, exactly. You know, kind of like I don't trust my, you know, my sons, for example. Yeah. To get it right or do it and sort it out. 
So I'm like, yeah. let me just get, just get out of the way. Move. Just get in there and, and I'll do it for yeah. you. You watch me and see me do it properly. Yes. And you'll all be sorted. Yes. Um, so I wondered if it was that, but again, I'm quite possibly really splattering my stuff all over you. Well, I, I think there's always an element of trust whenever we fix somebody else's stuff for them. Lack like of a, trust. A lack of trust. Yeah. That yeah. Um, if I don't believe that my daughter can manage whatever issues she's in, that means mm. I don't trust her. I don't believe in her. Mm. And there are times when um, I'm really practicing trusting her right now. I am actively practicing it. And I love that the idea that trust is a gift. I used to believe that trust had to be earned. Mm. And, and it's like there's so many like quips right around trust it takes you know whatever to earn my trust but only a second to take it away and it's this mm. this really fragile thing mm. that anything can crack it and ruin it mm. and so tr trust to me always seemed like i don't like i didn't like the way that, that my belief system was set up around trust because i was like that fucking sucks i can't then that means I really can't trust anybody because every human's going to make a mistake at some point. Mm. And it's really difficult for me to know when I have to like turn off the trust and then turn it back on. And how do I know? So I've been really playing with the idea that trust is a gift that I choose to give at any moment. You don't have to mm. do anything to earn it. And you may not do mm. anything for me to not give it to you that mm. I get to choose moment to moment, whether I trust you. So again, I want to use the caveat that like, unless you are being abused, unless, you know, people have robbed you or someone's taking your mm. wallet or whatever, like those, that's different. But when mm. we're talking, when I'm talking about my relationship with my family, I think trust is something that I am practicing. But here's, here's the, like, the thing that happens on the other side of trust is that then I have to be with my heartbreak. If I trust my daughter to be able to manage this thing without me smothering her or fixing it or navigating it with her or whatever, not even me supporting her in any way, mm -hmm. unless she asks, please ask. Not going to happen. Yeah. Then I am exposed to the heartbreak of her suffering and having no idea when and if her suffering will end. If you trust her yep. to be with her own suffering and you trust her to resolve her own human experience in whatever way she sees fit or whatever way she finds, I'm not sure where the suffering comes in then, the heartbreak bit comes in. Because in my mm -hmm. head, I'm like, if you trust her, mm -hmm that she's complete she's whole that mm -hmm. concept you're whole and yeah. you're complete yeah. well, I mean I mean is it a concept or is it the truth it's like it's it, it's no good if it's just a concept because then it's you know if yeah. it's a fundamental reality a, yeah. a fundamental principle of life a truth mm -hmm. that each human being is whole and complete 
even if when we look at them from the lens of our society, our culture, our place and point in history and time, and we say, that looks incomplete. But if we trust them, you know, we say this is the checklist of things that mean that you're not whole and complete, yeah. you're broken. You've got five of these things on the checklist, <laughs> therefore we deem you broken. But mm -hmm. if we put that to one side and we say, actually, we trust you as being whole and complete, wherever you are, at whatever stage, place, point you are at, then I don't understand the heartbreak. Mm. But I may just be being a bit dim about it. Yes, you are being <laughs> dim. And this is no, I'm kidding. It's a it's a this is a great conversation because I'm not sure how to answer that. So let me let me try and see where we land. Um, so currently, our daughter is navigating through what I would call a crisis for lack of a better term. Maybe I'm being a little dramatic, but it makes for a good story. So she's in the midst of crisis and inside of crisis, she is experiencing pain, discomfort, uncertainty, fear, anxiety, a lot of really uncomfortable stuff. And when I see her experiencing those things, my heart, I, I'm uncomfortable because I can't, I can fix it. Please ask me to, I can fix it. But I know that if I trust her, that she will eventually f navigate her way to some kind of resolution. As she's navigating, she's in an awful lot of pain and agony. And for me to sit on the sidelines, sit on my hands and be like, she's in a lot of pain and agony. And there's nothing like I can't do anything. I, I'm not being asked to do anything. And I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm not scared. I'm, I'm just, it's great that this is happening right now because it's not a fear. I, I do believe that she will get through it. Maybe the fear is like how much damage and how long does she stay here? I get everything you've said. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, I told you yesterday that one of my offspring, yeah, yeah you know, um, was was in a bit of a pickle over something. Yeah, and I had that same feeling. So I, I do get it, yeah. kind of like you know, child young adult offspring yeah those who we love beyond life itself are, oh. are you know struggling with something and we're, we want to scoop them up in our arms like we did when they were four bounce them on our knees wipe their tears away and make it all yes. fine so I get it but I'm I'm kind of thinking if I really believe that my sons, let's just use the parent-child relationship. If I really believe that my sons are whole and complete, and my sons have had some stuff, you know, they've, sure, you know, there's been a bit of wall punching and a bit of, you know, mm -hmm. needing to take a bit of time out of work to yeah. walk around the block, you know, speak to the manager and say, 
I'm not okay. Yeah. I'm not okay here. Um, you know, biting a tea towel and screaming silently into it. You know, like angst, human angst. Hell yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like there's, yes. there's human angst, isn't there? Because um, we come up against something and we, I mean, I'm now defining fucking angst, but, you know, we come up against something, we're like, ah, it's really horrible. I don't like it. I don't know how to deal with it. Probably doing our own bunch of catastrophizing, like, fuck, I'll be like this forever. Ah, you know, so yes. we're having our own panic. So when they're like that, obviously I want to bounce them on my knee and wipe their tears away. Yeah. However, they're tall as trees now. Mm-hmm. And so maybe the methods and processes and, and even beliefs that I had when they were four are no longer relevant now they're, you know, in their early 20s. So I'm just kind of trying to think if I truly believe that they are whole and complete mm-hmm. and that they will find what they need yes they will go through what they need what they're going through and they will come out the other end and obviously sometimes people lives end earlier rather than later some people you know um take their lives yes um and I feel I'm in territory that I'm not qualified to speak about but I kind of feel like if I truly trust them, if I truly not just believe it as a concept, but I truly trust them, then what 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 is that worry that I have? Where is that mm. coming from? How I don't understand the connection between me truly trusting yeah. them to either have the resources or gain the resources, get yeah. the resources, find the resources. Then where does that how does that other stuff fit in? I don't have an answer. I have an, well, I have an analogy. So let's see if this I makes sense. I have an announcement. I have an I have announcement. announcement. Everybody, please clear the room. We have no answers and goodbye. Yes, clear the room. <laughs> and end of recording. So the analogy is, did your kids have their wisdom teeth pulled? In America, in Oshkosh, all kids know. get their wisdom teeth pulled. I don't, I don't remember. Okay. You you know what wisdom teeth are, and you know when you pull them, I it's do. fucking painful. Okay. Yeah, I have mine removed. There we go. So when you bring your kid in to have their wisdom teeth pulled, you know that they're going to, like, it's going to be scary. You know that they're going to have some anxiety about it. You know that it's going to hurt like hell the next day. And you know that eventually they're going to heal. Mm-hmm. When they are in the pain and agony of, like, oh, these teeth were just ripped out of my jaw, and there's nothing I can do for my child when they're in the pain. Mm. I still feel their discomfort because I cannot take it away. Mm. I trust that my children's mouths will heal. I know they will. Mm. And I wish I could have my wisdom to like, I would take it for them, right? Parents always would take the pain for their child. Mm. And yet I know this isn't a big deal. They're going to get over it. They're going to heal. But when they are in pain mm. and they wake up and, and the, the sedative wears off and they're like, oh, my God, that creates discomfort for me on my mm. side. Mm. I, so I think that. I think mm. we can have both. I think we can trust that our, chi- our kids, my husband, our clients will get through 
because they are whole and complete and when there is pain and discomfort for them and there is nothing I can do to stop it, even though you should still ask me to stop it because I will. I, I experience the pain and discomfort of like so some sort of yeah. empathic. It's on my side because I can't, I cannot fix it for them. And I, and yet I am witnessing a lot of angst, a lot of turmoil. I'll give you another example. If you're open to it. I am. So I think I, I told you, I, um, mm -hmm. One of my clients is the uh, homeless shelter and I worked with them. I've been working with them maybe three, three years now. And for the first time I volunteered a few months ago. And after volunteering for the first time in my entire life, I got in my car and I sobbed mm. and I felt a lot of pain and a lot of discomfort mm. because I cannot fix it these people mm -hmm. the 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 suffering that they are experiencing as a result of whatever's going on in their lives and they don't even have a home they don't mm -hmm. have a place to go it was so much for me that like i i think it's it's the powerlessness the acceptance mm -hmm. of that mm -hmm. So even if I think of the most evolved person, like the Dalai Lama or Jesus Christ or whatever, I believe that they experience that same thing. Like when the Dalai Lama, who I actually got to see in Madison, he came to Madison. Wow. He, he sees when he goes around the world and sees pain and suffering. I believe that he believes that there is a higher power in this world and that all of these things, um, that, that everybody has a higher power and that, 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 ha that higher power is taken care of. This is like the worst non-involved wording ever, but that somehow humans, there is a higher power that is working through us, with us and all of that. I believe he believes that mm. he's dedicated his entire life to that spiritual, hmm. Hmm, I don't know what the right word is, practice, theory. Um, and yet I still believe he also experiences a lot of pain and agony as he sees humans who suffer, knowing full well there's nothing he can do for them. Hmm. I seem to have a question mark in my head still. Okay. And, and that I feel like I'm acting like a Martian because I understand everything you're saying mm -hmm. and I have those experiences myself and maybe I am, you know, like you said, both can be true. Maybe that's where I'm making them mutually exclusive in my head that if I truly believe that my son or sons, mm you know, pick a son, any son, if I truly believe that my son or anyone, my mm -hmm. clients mm -hmm. are whole and complete, then why am I, why am I having those 
feelings to me it feels illogical I feel like I'm being Spock mm. now I'm like it, it seems illogical yeah. to me yeah. that if I truly believe that mm-hmm. then why would I feel sad that they were suffering I don't know I feel like I've gone into a weird like time warp thing I've gone into some well, weird thing in my head I, what I, what I'm really present to right now is this feels very heady. Mm. And so if you were to sink into your heart and ask yourself, if I trust that my kid can weather any storm, why would I be Mm. sad when they're suffering? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Of course. Of course you would. Of course. Yeah. And you're going to hug that giant, gorgeous Mm. son of yours in his suffering you can't bounce Mm. him on your knee but you can still no there's some smothering that can happen yeah I did a tiny bit of texting I was being very aware of the message that I was sharing Mm. yesterday with him because I do truly want to trust him I do truly want to just trust that either of them both of them yeah can you know have everything they need to find their way to in moment to moment yeah trust them Um, to figure it out yeah and to be in the moment yeah yeah Yeah, you're right you know okay all right where have we landed what's your takeaway today mia what have you learned today (sighs) that um Possibly I like things to be clean and I like things to be one way or the other, please, Ms. Garner. <laughs> I don't want any yeah. messy both ends. Mm-hmm. So maybe a little bit of that. Um, and a takeaway sort of, it's, it's funny. I was going to say, how much do I really believe that my son's, other people that I love, my clients, all the people in the world are whole and complete. But actually, I don't think it's a percentage thing. I either believe it or I don't. Yeah. Yep. So I'm sort of like, ah, do I believe it? Or do I just say it and keep saying it in the hope that Eventually. I will believe it <laughs> more? But it's like you can't. I don't think you can believe, again, maybe I'm just being this really black and white thing again. I don't think you can believe in shades and gradual. I believe it's 60%. That's not believing it. That's that's not believing it. Hmm. Not believing it. It's not believing it. So that's where I've landed with a lot of sentences with the word not in, (laughs) with a different emphasis that gives different meaning. Yes. Go. Where have you landed, madame? Well... I, listening to what you just said, it kind of like brought it full circle for me, which is trusting is a choice. Like it keeps being a choice. So I might trust my daughter right now at this time in this moment. But if you ask me in 10 minutes, I may like take it away and be like, oh shit, I don't trust her. And I'll be like, oh, oh, nope. Nope, I'm going to choose trust. Oh, no, I can't do it. Oh, 
So trust, I think, is an active intention. And there are times when I might have to make that, I, I might have to practice choosing over and over and over again. And the second takeaway is just because I trust doesn't mean that I don't experience pain, agony, discomfort, heartbreak, devastation. Mm. Okay. And then the third takeaway is like, get supported. Allison. That's <laughs> where we start. We're going to end of sentence. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> well, Tracy, if you have any points that you want to add, whatever Please. your takeaway is, put them in the comments right here. And the exits are here. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All cool. right. Stop Ciao. recording. Ciao, everybody.